Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I have had some fun learning challenges with technology recently. Um, the last few episodes, I actually only realized yesterday my microphone was not picking up my voice. Um, so I sound very quiet, uh, but the guests sound great. So of course, this is still a new venture for me and I'm still learning. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I probably will sound much quieter than my awesome guests. But speaking of awesome guests, um, today's episode, I speak with my friend Rose, who is an insanely talented dancer, so clean, so cool, so groovy, um, and also started out as a break dancer, a B-girl, and came to New York. Um, to actually study film and photography and ended up getting into the choreography scene, taking classes at Broadway Dance Center and has really developed um, a great balance between dancing and also creating her own business with film and just making a lot of really cool projects. And we talked a lot about, you know, having your own business and videography and things that um, Rose has learned by being a dancer and being on the other side of the camera. Um, and then we also talked about some fun stuff that we've been doing over quarantine. Rose has been really getting into baking a lot. Um, if you head over to my YouTube channel, Essentially Haley, and watch the video, you can see some video clips of Rose dancing, which I definitely recommend. And then also a really awesome video that she edited and filmed and starred in um, of just a little quarantine baking day and it's literally the cutest thing i've ever seen i wish that i had rose's skills so that i could make cute content like this um but yeah it's a really great episode it's one of my favorites we worked on making resin coasters which was a new thing for both of us so definitely check out the video portion of this so you can see kind of what we're up to i talk more about that process in the video because it just doesn't make sense so much to have it in the audio podcast version so i cut out some of that stuff but definitely head over to essentially Haley, check it out um yeah so let's get into the episode i'm really excited for this one it's definitely one of my favorite conversations i've had yet Please join me in welcoming Rose. Hi, guys. Thank you, Haley, for having me on the show. Hello, welcome. <laughs> that was really nice of you. You've been learning a lot over quarantine, and I also have been trying to learn some new stuff. So while we're doing this, and if we can manage to multitask while we measure and stir, I wanted to start off by just talking about some dance stuff because 
Okay. I'm just interested in to know, interested to know, um, how you started dance and like what your training background is. Wow. Um, my training background started when I was in. If I remember it correctly, it's probably like my junior year or or junior year in high school. Is this one TV? It actually started break dancing before I even started like. I would say hip hop or, you know, other than break dancing. Wow. Um, I saw this TV show. It, this TV show was like the biggest TV show. They were like the One Direction from Taiwan. I forgot <laughs> so, to mention that Rose is not originally from America. <laughs> right, and then so there's this guy who did this one specific move where he jumps up really high, and then. How do you see when you like have your legs folded when you sit? Oh, like you know like I mean? crisscross applesauce. Yes, that's yes, what yes, we yes. say with little kids. I don't know what the appropriate yeah. so, adult way of saying that is. He jumped, so he jumps really high, and then he did that the cross thing, and he landed just like that. Like I'm pretty sure, like he didn't injure himself, or else he couldn't done it like multiple times. You know. That's crazy. But that was the one move that got me like. Wow, I have to learn this, and luckily, um, he because everything is like in Taipei, which is the main city, like the capital uh-huh. in Taiwan. Is that and where I'm, you're from? I'm not from the capital. I'm from the central part of it. Okay. So I was like, wow, like where do I find that? Like how do I learn that and everything? So I ended up knowing that he's actually original from a crew. A breakdancing crew in my city. So then I was pumped, and I told my friend that I'm go- like we should go, and you know, learn, right? Wow, that is so cool. I forgot that you use breakdance too. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, and then that's how I started breakdancing. I never think, like this is a this is a stupid thought, but I was like. When I first started, I was there's obviously people who's not doing break dancing in the studio too, you know, like hip hop and stuff. Right. And I would look at them like, this is easy. Like, if you give me a wink, <laughs> I could I could learn how to do, uh, I don't know, like crisscross or whatever. But like in my in my mind, it's like break dancing takes years and months to train one specific move, move, and then you don't even, you aren't even guaranteed to like, oh, I know how to handstand after like. X amount of time, so then I was like, I'm gonna choose break dance, <laughs> and that's how I started to like stick to it too. Wow! So how then, how long did you exclusively work on break dance before you started working on like choreo classes? Yeah, so that's the thing. Break dancing is is literally like gymnastic kind of, you know. You, I actually injured myself, and I had to take one year, like stop one year, and then I have. To come here to like a totally new environment where I didn't know where to practice, who to practice with, so then I stopped. Stopped for two years. I only went back home for Christmas. I remember, I I felt like I lost everything that I've trained. It was like probably I have it for almost two years before I stopped the two years. And then for break dancing career, it's like two years. You're still a baby. You yeah. you're just learning how to walk and you stop. So then you literally had to go back to zero, and start learning how to walk again. 
so that was a really hard time getting back into it and I found some places later on um, where to practice and I met some friends and, and etc so like I started getting back here um, second second year when I'm when I moved here. Wow, so you didn't really even start working on choreography classes or hip-hop or anything until you even moved oh. to America? No. Wow. And I remember my friend who is a pretty famous like hip-hop teacher came over and visit because they they always come here for like three months as a visitor and just go to BDC and, and take all the classes, right? So she wanted to do that. She came over she asked oh, if I could, like she could stay with me and all that stuff, and then I would, like as a host, I bring her to like this place, this place, and then she goes to BDC, and I would meet her after my class, so then we can come back home together and all that stuff. And she always say like, well, you're here, you should take advantage of it, like you should start taking classes." And it freaks me out because I never ever like I always say, "Dance on my feet." <laughs> right. <laughs> like to me. I'm just like all about like head spins and my like heads like headstands and all handstand and stuff. So it was hard for me to 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 cross that line to say I'm gonna start dancing with feet. That, so that is was like, so crazy to think. And so when was that? What year was that? That wasn't too too long ago. Not too long ago. I would say like two and a half year, three years ago that that happened. <laughs> I mean, I have a heart attack because it's just crazy how far you've come and it, it's so clear that movement just comes so naturally to you and so it's crazy to think that you didn't even like have those thoughts. I know a lot of people I've talked to so far, you know, they've, they started dancing when they were little and they, you know, right. they trained and they kind of always had the idea in their head that they wanted to be a professional dancer. Did you ever think with break dancing that that could be part of your career or like you wanted to pursue that? You had been doing film even in high school and stuff? Well, I wouldn't say film, film, but it's just I had this other friend who has a lot of same passion. Like, we both love dance, we both love like really nice um, film stuff on YouTube. So then we teamed up and we joined the student organization to actually do the advertising video for all of the events like barbecue events, proms, winter formal, you know, all that stuff. And then because of that I had a reel to to submit to the to the school. That's and, awesome. And I got in so I was like, oh I still have my personal assistant <laughs> next to me, you know? That's amazing. Is she still in New York City now? No. Um, she went back home. But now you've like found your whole uh, like path here. It's like so clear that you're doing what you're meant to be doing, which is so cool with dance and with film and just combining all of that. So like that is so cool. I love hearing how people's paths bring them to different places and, and all of that. And that's literally how I got into film. It's not because I, I wanted to be a director or, you know, I wanted to be a professional. I, I honestly wanted to be just a B-girl. <laughs> that's it. I love that. I had no idea. It's so funny because you're so professional with everything that you make. 
and your film and your eye for filming dance and, and just creating the coolest stuff. So it's crazy to think that that wasn't even like a dream of yours to start out with. It's like, it feels like it kind of found you almost. Kind of, kind of. So I I didn't, like when I get to get give, be the person who give advice to people who's like, oh, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm always like, it's gonna find you. <laughs> this is what happened to me. It's gonna find you. It's gonna have its own way. You're gonna be fine. Don't worry about it, all that stuff. But honestly, that's how I am here in New York. Like, I wanted to say that I didn't have a, not, not American dream, but, but like, I didn't, like, everyone who's around me when I was in high school was like, oh my God, New York, you're going to New York. Like, I didn't have that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm going to New York is the first place, you know, like, I didn't come here with that thought in my mind or behind my mind or whatever. But I'm here because, because that's where it led me to. Yeah. It's not because, oh my God, I'm going to come to New York because I want to dance or because I want to be a film director. But uh, like because New York that's the you. only school that takes me. More <laughs> 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 like that. It, I love that because it's kind of like New York knew what you needed mm-hmm. before you even knew. So, because mm-hmm. I, I really love doing this just as like a fun way to see how people's brain works because... Um, obviously like dance is what connects us but I'm really interested in like getting to know dancers especially the dancers in my life and then just other dancers like who they are as people (laughs) you know so I think that this Mm -hmm. is kind of a fun way to just see like a quick little glimpse into how your brain works so would you rather have to make every decision in your life by rolling a dice and accepting the consequences or have cloves of garlic for fingernails? <laughs> garlic. Really? You'd pick garlic fingernails? Yes. I guess Well, because be... I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a very perfectionist in my head. So, like, I, I don't think I could live with every decision, like, with a dice. Yeah, that would be, I don't know, but then... And I do love garlic. I mean, I love garlic, so that's why. It would why. be great to like always have some on hand, and you could just like <laughs> shave off a little, make some garlic bread. It might be kind of gross in some other situations. Right? You'd smell weird. Like in class, people would be like, who's the garlic girl? And then right. you'd be like, sorry, fingernails. That's true, that's true. But to have control but... over your decisions, it might be worth it. Right? It's like you you could decide not to, you could decide to put on gloves, True. <laughs> or you could you could decide to put on some cologne or something. Yeah, and you would <laughs> never have to worry about vampires. Right. <laughs> okay. Next one. Would you rather? Would you rather have to constantly stream the private thoughts of everyone within one mile directly into your mind or have a swarm of moths for hair? 
What's the second one? <laughs> have a swarm of moths for hair. Like you wouldn't have hair, you would just have moths flying around your head all the time. So Ooh, you'd be I would. Bald, but the, your the first one. The first one. Yeah, well, but that would be so hard. Actually, this one came up with a different guest, and it's like thinking about all the people in New York City within a one mile radius is like that. I, I would go crazy, but also mm. I wouldn't want moths for <laughs> hair. So. Okay, last one. Would you rather have roller skates for feet or seep chili sauce from your pores when you sweat? Roller. Roller, roller skate on my feet. <laughs> no, your feet are roller skates. Oh. I mean, <laughs> it could be. Being in New York, it could be productive. That's true. You'd get everywhere really fast. You wouldn't right? need to take the train. To, right? You don't need Uber. You just You would roll. get booked for a lot of jobs because they'd be like, wow, you're great at roller skates. And I guess if your feet are roller skates, you could put shoes, like, you could find a way to, like, put shoes over your roller skate feet to stop right? you from roller skating. I mean, you could put, like, new equipment on it and be like thinking about breaking it and then you break or thinking about yeah, true. changing the the is that what it's what's called like the little the tires gears or, yeah right like yeah. rubber now so it's like i very think that's quiet. better than having chili sauce come out of your body when you sweat because we sweat a lot dancing <laughs> you're always sweating. that would be gross and then it would get in your eye yeah no yeah. Ooh, i think roller skate feet is is the way to go that's definitely the way to go. How is your your coaster looking? Is it looking like it's done? Are you liking it? Is it swirled up? Honestly, I don't know what I was doing. So now it just looks like a goo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going for a little bit more artistic approach. So it's more like like more like Ooh, like abstract. You know how you sometimes see like nine gag and they do one color drop and then they put another one. They take this yes. one thing and they go boom, like and then it comes out pretty. They do that in baking, don't they? Like, yes. When you make stuff, that's something that I also want to talk to you about. This is a perfect transition because I want to talk about like some of your passions outside of dance. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I want to get into like the videography stuff, but I'd love to also hear about just over quarantine the stuff that you've been up to, especially the baking. I'm just so impressed with everything that you've made so far. Um, the, yes. So the baking is because um, my mom always bake. So since I'm young, we always like, she's like, let's bake cookies today. That's because like, I cannot sit down. So she had to find stuff for me to do. Like, let's bake a, a cake today, a bread today. So that's, I guess how I got into the hobby to bake and I also love to eat <laughs> and I, I love enjoying food so that's also why and it's just also especially in quarantine like you're like oh, I really wanted to have this specific things and it's just like you don't want to go out and spend tons of money and it tastes normal but you, yeah. you know like so then I really like to make stuff with my hand, like crafting stuff. So I kind of take baking as like a part of my crafting outlet too, yeah. to craft 
Because it is, and it's so creative. It's like, it is. it's another way to keep yourself creative and keep your, your brain in that creative space that doesn't require you to have to be like physically moving and sweating and dancing. And Right. And I'm like, at the end of the day, if you buy something that's so expensive and tastes like normal, <laughs> might as well make something, enjoy the process and it tastes normal. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you know, like you're not buying, you're not paying more than what you should have, you know, paid yeah. and you still get the same result. And who knows, maybe you learn how to do something later on and you really like it or it turns out really good. Yeah. And you don't have what to spend stuff, money. What kind of stuff have you made during the quarantine? Or did you did you always bake even before we were in this pandemic? Or did this really like awaken the baker within? No, yeah. <laughs> yes. During only during this quarantine. Because my schedule before the quarantine does not allow me to the most I can do is cook and then feed myself so I wouldn't I I honestly wouldn't have time like I'm running from places to places all the time and it's crazy crazy like I wouldn't have three hours to wait for a bread to prove or something you know like right now I have all the time so I kind of took advantage of that and make all this stuff that's like a really slow process and um I'm I, I think I have a lot of failures. <laughs> like I baked a bunch of different kind of cake, but more, maybe more like uh, Asian style. Okay. So sponge sponge cakes, Ooh, and yum. then that did not turn out the way I wanted to be. I tried. <laughs> I tried so many times to do angels cake. Yes. Oh my gosh. But Is that hard to make? I've never tried to make it before. I think it's hard. To, because I have this one specific kind that you can get in Costco back home. Okay. I, don't, I don't think they have it here. And I don't know what is it, but it was so good. And I just tried, like, I really craved it one day. So I was like, I'm going to make it. And all the recipe that I found on YouTube does not come out the way I want it. So I tried, like, literally one day I tried it three times. One after That's one. That's dedication. After like, I, was like, I was like, no, almost there. And I'm like... <laughs> What's wrong with it? I kept whipping it again and again. It's just like, because it's an egg, egg white cake. Oh, okay. That's hard. Yeah. So you, you wanted to make sure that you really whip the egg white. I also made puff. Oh, like cream, those cream, cream puffs puff. where you put the... Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. These are and like then... very intense. Like you're not just baking brownies and chocolate chip cookies. You're like <laughs> full on becoming a pastry chef. I mean, these are the snacks that my mom would like buy me when I'm younger. So when I crave for something, I wanted to, I like remembers and I was like, I want that. So I wanted to try to recreate. I, I, what else did I, I did banana bread. Okay. I've heard a lot of people have tried banana bread over this quarantine. Mm -hmm. That and sourdough bread seem to be like the the things to do. Did you do sour bread? I haven't tried that, but that I did sounds like You have to have like the starter. It's like a living thing that you have to uh, like feed it, keep it in your fridge, water it. Oh the really? Salad, I, I sounds very I intense. Haven't, haven't tried it yet, but I did baguettes. What? Yeah, I did baguettes, and then I did um, cheesecake. Oh. I did the baked one the big version and the non-big one. Ooh, which one did you like better? 
Um, it's it's very different. I like the non-baked one because it tastes more like a mousse. Okay. But when I'm craving mousse, right. <laughs> but then the the baked one is just almost like a foam. Whoa. Not foam, like a. It's like very uh, like, like a sponge cake. You're all about you know, the sponges. We should have made a craft with sponges. <laughs> we should. <laughs> I mean, in a dream world, when this quarantine is over, we should definitely like have a reverse version of this, where you teach me how to like bake bread or bake a cake or I'm something. Because I, I mean, I'm all about the sweets, so I'm so into this. Same, and that's why I made all these stuff. Yeah. Because I stick with toast because it's the the one that like toast is very emotional. Toast. The temperature, yeah, like bread like in general. Toast. Yeah, like it, the the temperature that you prove it in, the the moist uh, humidity, and like how much you beaten it up, how much you stir. It's just like every single time is different. Sometimes I get a really beautiful one. Sometimes it's just like a flat one. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's such a good lesson that you can also, like, use in dance, too. Like, it's it's kind of good to mm-hmm. practice failing. I know they always say, I've heard someone say, like, when you go to an audition, you should try and, like, you should set your goal to have a certain number of no's. Like, I'm going to get 50 no's this year. So then mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, man, I, I failed today, you're like, no, I got another no. Perfect. Right, Check right, that right. off. I'm one step closer to my goal. So like, right. I feel like practicing failing and practicing getting out of your comfort zone is going to help no matter what career you're in. Doing things outside of the thing that you spend the most time doing is yes. so valuable. And that's like that's why I started this whole show is because like we have to be people in order to be artists. And in order to right. be people, we have to do other things and learn about ourselves. Because if we're only doing one thing ever, dancing all the time, how are we gonna know who we are when right. dance goes away? And like, look right. at this, it's like, boom, it just it disappeared. Just, <laughs> so. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I would say because I'm the only child at home. Same, and same. So I have to find a lot of stuff in the way to entertain myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel that's so, I mean, I think that's why I love crafting. I love just like mm-hmm. sitting and like being patient with something, figuring it out, making it on my own and like seeing the final project. And like, it might be garbage, but I did it myself and I made that garbage on my own. Exactly, like I, w- I remember I told my mom, I need a new desk because I always, like in my, in my in my room, I have a, a queen-size bed. I have one desk, uh, I mean closet. But then I have this few spaces that I could turn my bed into one space. I, I'm always constantly like changing the, not the design, but the structure. Like right. I'm gonna put my desk here, I'm gonna put my bed here. And then one day when I found like, okay, this is the configuration that I want, I'm like, but I'm missing a desk. <laughs> so then I told my de- I told my mom that I wanted to build one. Like I want to go to uh, some some place like Home Depot uh-huh. and buy all the wood. I'm gonna measure it. I'm gonna have them cut it off. And I'm gonna drill it. I'm gonna make <laughs> my own desk. And my mom was like, 
she tried so hard. She's like, I'm gonna spend money for you if you can find one that's already made. Like, so I don't have to go <laughs> through that, you know? And right. I, everywhere I go, like, I'm just like, no, no, not that's right. not it. No, it's, it's not, not right. right. It's not the right height. It's not the right size. It's not the right color. It doesn't have the right function that I need. So then she ended up giving up. She's like, fine, I will bring you. And I, I literally made a desk myself. Like a cabinet. Like cabinet. Yeah. Out of this box. And I, made, I ended up having two layers, so I put something that it was already in, you know, like the foam that's on the edge to protect the edge? Yes, yeah, and it I kind put of it holds on, the shape. Right, right, and then there's like two beneath it, right? Mm -hmm. So I put those, and then I put like a cardboard on, so it's like two layers, and then I, I cut out a piece where I can open it like this. And there's on the top part where like I could open it like a drawer like this. Amazing. <laughs> And then I was like, but I don't have a handle, like a, you know, like a doorknob thing. Right. So then I had the hot glue gun, you know, how it's like, a, it's almost like this, right? So then you put it in and you, you have, squeeze it out, right? Yeah. And I just cut a little part of it and I melt one part and I stick it on. Oh my <laughs> so god, that's like, genius. <laughs> it was like a little doorknob for me. So yeah, I just, I mean, I just really love crafting and doing stuff out of like cardboards yeah i love that and i feel like that's that's probably why you are so successful in what you're doing now because you've had that time to sit with yourself and really like explore and play with like how do i do this how do i make this happen and, and something mm -hmm. that i wanted to talk to you about was obviously like your videography and your like film stuff and and talk about that but also kind of you know, like you have basically started your own business by doing that. And I think that that is so cool that you have created this whole, like, now, the word that's coming to my mind is empire, which like sounds a bit dramatic, but it's like you've mm -hmm. created this whole, like, world for yourself. And like, mm -hmm. you have created some amazing dance videos and just, I mean, everything that you film is so professional and it's so interesting i would love to hear like how that started i know we kind of talked about it a little bit with like you know you with your club and then going to mm -hmm. the new york film academy but mm -hmm. what like where did that transition of starting to film dance and how did you kind of get into that world of like you know it's, mm -hmm. i feel like it's very select few people in the dance world who people mm -hmm. trust to film dance and mm -hmm. you are now like you've made a name for yourself, you've made like a spot for yourself. And I think mm -hmm. that is so cool that you've created that. So I'm going to stop rambling and let you kind of tell <laughs> that story because I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, so when I got into the New York Film Academy, I was still in my mindset of I'm going to be the best B-girl. Honestly, like every username you see is B-girl, Mulan, me, B-girl, blah, blah, <laughs> you know, like it's B-girl for life. And I... I wanted to explore the bigger part, but then I had assignments. So then, so then I, I was like, why don't I combine the two? So most of my stuff, and I, I always say it proudly, like I'm like, I'm a big girl, like I could do head spin, I could do this, this, like I'm a girl, but I could do this. You know, I always say it proudly. I always wanted to like kind of like combine all this stuff. Um, I actually met my very first friend and he's now also a dance videographer, but he's an amazing artist. He films for, he also did the Luam's Reel, I believe. 
Oh, cool. His name is Carlos. So okay. if Carlos will be seeing this. Shout out to him. Shout out. <laughs> well, uh, he's please watch. Very, he's my very first friend um, in, in school because we were in the same class. Oh, cool. And at first, I just thought he looks just like One Direction Zane. So then I went up to him and I was like, I want to be friends with you. <laughs> like, Are like, you in One Direction secretly? <laughs> and then it turns out that he's also a dancer. And so that's how we, like, we literally eat lunch every single day. Because New York Film Academy has intense, intense schedule. So you basically are stuck with each other, like, 24 Oh, wow. Almost one. are like you go to school at nine, you come back, you go back home nine, you get off nine. Oh so gosh. we spend a lot of time together. We do a lot of projects together, and then I always have him on my project. He has like me on his project. He's also a dancer, and that's how we kind of like, you know, become like best friend. But then later on, I didn't continue in NIFA. I transferred myself to SVA because I wanted to stay in New York so badly. I actually, that was my first time trying to apply to a school and make sure that I have everything before the deadlines and everything. Wow. That's <laughs> when I have to transfer myself to SVA. And so he went to LA and that's how he's right now in LA. But then I got more assignments coming next four years because I technically had to because it's not a school so then I had to restart from freshman oh, wow. so then I have to do everything again um, and then that's also the time where it kind of connects when I started dancing in BDC so then I know more people and I was like why don't I just do dance video so I started using myself trying to choreograph my very first uh, choreography and have my best friend at SVA film it for me and I, sh I just show it to my professor and I, I, I have to say I'm lucky because my professor actually really supports that I'm doing this instead of the classic films right. like, like storyline so he just allows me to have my thesis with multiple um, choreos and for me to film it myself so that's wow. that's when it really started and, and and speaks to me and say, well, you should actually turn this into not a business, but like you should do this. Right. Like right. it's something that you are good at and that people need. So right. right. You should you should be paid for your work. That's yeah. <laughs> Which is right, like right. kind of hard sometimes, I think, in the arts to like. I find sometimes it's like because the art is so connected to you sometimes it's it's hard to like charge for it and especially because we don't always get paid what we should in the arts it's right. like we put ourselves down for you know so it's I don't know it's really awesome how like professional you are about that like you have your rate sheet and you have like yeah. this is how much it is this is what's happening this is what you're getting for this I think that's so great that you're like business-minded but also still an artist and it can you can be both and I love that I, I definitely think the business mind comes from my mom because she's a saleswoman so she always as I'm growing up she takes me to her meetings I'm just like I'm on the side playing my toys and all that stuff um, but at the end of the day you are providing 
your creativity. So no matter if I'm a filmmaker, I'm a dancer, you don't walk off to a famous choreographer and say, can you just do me a favor and go out to the stage and do like a 30, just a 30 second, like anything, like literally can be anything. Or can you just choreograph this 30 second gap for me? Because if you are a choreographer, to you sounds like blah, 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 like, you know, like, what is the music? What is the costume? What's the context? Who is this for? Who are the dancers? <clears throat> and what's their ability? You know, so because you know that it requires all these stuff, it requires time, it requires your energy, and you don't put out works that you're you're not like, oh, I'm just gonna do this, it's easy. Like, you know, you, you actually put into, like, you have a lot of thoughts, like, it's gonna yeah, do this, like, you're, you're trying so to- you're so invested in right, you're all so invested. aspects. So, so, you're gonna feel like, why am I doing this too? Not in a bad way, you're, you're gonna, hu- humanity, I feel like, you're gonna feel that even though I'm going to do a good deed, but there's a limit, you know? I'm going to help my friend, but I cannot always help her if it's always taking a lot of energy from me. So in, in return, you you need to know what's your worth, how much you need to be paid. And I think that's when it comes to me, like, I will only do the work where you understand this and you're not going to try to bargain with me or to say, like, Oh, it's just like holding a camera, running around, going to, but you know, like if that's your mindset, then please find someone because honestly, like you're not on the same page with me. You don't know what. I've heard like people say money is just a different form of energy. So like Mm -hmm. if you are, you're giving all this energy to create the film and hold the heavy camera, like those gimbals are no joke. That takes a lot of arm strength. And, like, then plus the editing and the artistry, like, you're paying for the knowledge, you're paying for the time, you're paying for the craft. So Mm -hmm. people should absolutely be paying their videographers. And, like, it is hard because, you know, people are, like, you know, you're friends with people and you want to do them favors, but at the end of the day, it's, like, I'm giving you professional quality stuff. Exactly. You need to return that energy that I'm putting out in the form of money like mm-hmm. I think that that is and it's something that it's not like this uh, like a it doesn't have to be gross it's like that's yeah that's what the world you, is made of we are right. part of that as well and <laughs> we should be paid properly for that I mean you wouldn't go to a famous choreographer and say oh can you do this for $30 when their rate is at $3,000 or even 300 can you do this for $25 right because yeah. they actually took the time to pay for the class, pay for the training. They yeah, went through it same as the... I, I did because I went through a school, yeah. a five-year film school. And I graduated with a BFA and all that tuition is money. Right now, I'm trying to earn back what I, you know? Right. It's like, it's like what you should know all this stuff instead of thinking, having people coming to you and you say, oh yeah, that's true. I'm only holding a camera running around it's so easy for me to edit. I should charge less. But no, you went to, you, you spent five years learning on what you know how to do, and you're charging for that. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people don't really see because it's such an invisible place. 
like you would not go to a videographer thinking oh yeah they went to school for five years of so then they know what they're doing or going to a dancer oh they they practice every single day for 10 hours you wouldn't think about that you would think 300 do it do it yes no okay yeah you know so it's so crazy it's so crazy what are some of the things that like you wish dancers knew because i think that's really awesome that you are a dancer so you've probably learned so much about dance being on the other side of the camera and i feel like that's there's not really that many classes i would love to take a class that's like specifically for dancing on camera dancing on film like that is something that i would love to do because i don't think people don't always get that opportunity until you're kind of smacked right in front of the camera and like all of a sudden you're on the job you're in front of a camera or like right. you're thrown in class and they're doing a video or your concept video but you don't really get to practice with the camera as a dancer who is a videographer what are some things that you have learned from that process and also some things that you wish dancers knew <laughs> to do <laughs> yes um there's a lot of things going on in my mind right <laughs> yeah now. i know that's kind of like a big <laughs> question uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> i would the first thing that came into my mind um definitely is you cannot just think that you're dancing for yourself even though you should be dancing for yourself you know what i mean like you dance not because you want it to look good you're dancing for your own happiness your own achievement and your training but once you are thrown in front of a camera and if you're all just still right inside your bubble and not performing that and not having like a connection with the at least the lens not not to the videographer but at least to the the lens then it's it's hard for the videographer to capture the the emotion that you're trying to send through because eventually people who's there probably like what 40 people that's going to see and feel your energy because they're physically there but if you want to translate that to through the lens mm-hmm. you got to you got to be able to open up and really look at it yeah a lot of time i see people dancing so much for themselves and they forgot about that so the movement looks amazing the the texture looks amazing all that stuff but you don't really see that engaging while you're watching the video. Yeah, it's like there's like a disconnect. I think yeah. it's it's a different skill to be able to get that from in here out mm-hmm. and then put it through the actual lens. I think that's a, a skill that a lot of people would benefit from learning how to right. or just even practicing. I mean that's something that like I'm sure gets better the more you do it. Yes. Well I mean you could think of it as as a person so then i think it would be easier if you just think that you're dancing for someone mm-hmm. and imagine that is for some art be on stage because being on stage you're dancing for someone you're dancing for the audience and a lot of time in class you're not dancing for the audience or if you're on a video shoot you're not dancing for the audience you don't see and feel the audience so you don't feel like you have to do that mm-hmm. but one a lot of things that i see is too much is that like for a the difference i think on stage and for camera is on stage you need to be very extra big because you're only this big and they're like however 
much away, they can only see you this much. But on camera, they're seeing you extra, extra, extra large. <laughs> right. So if you're doing a lot, probably what might irritate the person who's watching. And I feel like sometimes this is a time where you say, <laughs> sometimes less is more. Mm. You want to show what you have, but you don't want to shout it out to the people. You don't shout to the people who's next to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You go. I know. I'm like, my hands. Yeah. If you're like about to whisper to someone and they just like yell at in your ear, it's uncomfortable. So it's the same with with movement. <laughs> I because I feel like it's really hard because me as a dancer being on the in front of the camera that I'm still learning about how, and there's people who do it really well and naturally. Yeah. But. It's just like you say, practicing makes it perfect, definitely. Practicing is is the key. You gotta make you got I mean you gotta make the camera your friend. So you gotta you mm -hmm. gotta make, make it not so like scary. <laughs> yeah. I know it is and I feel like it's also like different videographers have different techniques and different, you know, cameras and lenses and stuff. So sometimes the camera is like right in your face and that can be like a little like shocking when you're not really expecting that and you have to kind of learn that. I think I mean obviously you just need to like find a way to get in front of the camera as much as possible if that's what you want to do <laughs> and you want to <laughs> dance on camera you gotta right. practice dancing on camera just the same way that we practice doing steps to right. make the steps better so I think that that's, right. that's a really good thing to think about. We are at our Final section of the show where, let me put my little graphics up. We'll do a little. Hey. <laughs> so, I have questions that I wrote down. They're vaguely organized by color that are themed. Some of them are like really deep questions, some of them are kind of funny questions. If any of them are like too deep, you can always pass. But I'm going to pick one of each color. Ooh, these are kind of interesting. Okay, what keeps you busy in your free time? That's an easy one to start out with. It's, it's a little bit hard. Oh no. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost on the spot. I'm I a, like, I, I wake up and I'm like, huh, I feel like drawing today. And I'll just like go crazy about it. I'll like take everything out that like all the color pencil, the markers that I have, and I will start drawing. And then if one day I wake up and I'm like, I want to experiment this. I would just go ahead and do it. Cause like, especially right now, there's not much to do. I do it like that, but usually I'm a very um, plan out person. Yeah. So I, I just do it spontaneously. Cool, cool, I love that. Okay. What holiday would you erase if given the opportunity? Wow, that is really hard. I'm trying to think like, what holiday would I erase? Well, this one I really don't know. This is hard. I mean, I guess like I would get rid of like Columbus Day and, and change it to like Indigenous People Day, but they've already kind of done that. <laughs> um, I love holidays. I love holidays. Holidays <laughs> are breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love breaks? <laughs> but if you absolutely had to get rid of one, which one would you pick? I guess like it counts as like New Year's Eve. Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving. Um, wow. What are some other holidays? Hanukkah. 
those are like the regular, regular, regular holidays. Oh, I can't even think about anything. So I, I, I love all of them. I know. Not, we won't really... have to get rid of them. We can no. say we, we can add them up. It will make up a holiday, like Taco National Taco, taco Day. Taco I mean, that's kind of fun though. We'll have to make up a really bad holiday and then we'll get rid of that one. Yes, we'll make up like the the taco one and then we'll... like rotten right. food day. And right. I'm just like, I'm getting rid of that one. <laughs> garbage day. Yeah, garbage day. Definitely. I mean, honestly, like all of 2020 can go at this point. Like at, at this point, 2020 is a holiday. Yeah, because we've literally about been it, on break. A holiday. Yeah. Right? Okay. I think that that that's perfect. That's a good one. 2020. <laughs> the holiday of 2020 can go. Can go right now. <laughs> Do you believe that everyone has a purpose in life, and what is yours, if you believe that? <laughs> Ooh, this, oh. It's a really deep question again. <laughs> it's a really deep question, and, and I'm always like, yes and no, because yes, this part, no, this part. I would say it's more of a yes, and it's kind of, it's going to sound cliche, and it's going to sound stupid, but... I'm here for it. If you think about, like, a food chain it's like we're we're in this food chain so if you put that into let's say your community you're there because you need to be there mm -hmm. if you are the person who gets laughed at it's because maybe this other person is so not um, confident that they need to laugh at you mm -hmm. you know what I mean like there's always a, a reason why you're there for other people's reasons. Does that make sense? <laughs> other people. Yeah, I like the food chain no. idea. Yeah, and then you're you're here to teach something and to learn certain lessons so that you can help someone else. And yeah, I like right. That. If you if you if you like think about if everyone has their own route, everyone is experiencing different routes and they're sharing their own routes with each other who cross over their route I so that. deep that was deep that was good <laughs> a plus no didn't know i had it in me i know i'm very impressed okay this question is also a little deep so okay. Okay. um what is one thing you regret having not done in life i have this one specific one. Oh, perfect i'm i my mom like i don't know if it's a cultural thing but a lot of parents they have nannies i have to say when i sleep well eat well brings out the most creative mm, like when you take care of yourself when, when i take care of myself if i didn't sleep well i get grumpy when i don't eat well i'm like i'm hungry you know mm -hmm. but i find it very interesting is when i'm walking alone or um, in subways and a simple action of this random person on the street doing something or acting in a certain way sometimes always hit me with a big thought like oh and and sometimes that I would write it down in my notes and I'll be like maybe I could create something out of this mm. so it's it's always like very spontaneous like yeah. oh like when I see something or when I there's an impact with me in my thoughts um, back home, like because both of the parents need to work 
Right. And so my mom would technically be counted as a unique one because she did not hire any nanny. She literally brings me next to her and she works from home too. So literally I'm with her every single day. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for me at first to have to leave her for a certain hour. And I remember I was in a, a kendo class uh, after after class, and we all were going to go into this other city to co- have a competition or have it like just just go out. And I remember I woke up, I started crying, and I didn't want to go, even though I signed up for it. <laughs> and I and I I it's like a push and pull inside my my heart and like I want to go because it's fun but then I don't want to leave my mom for this much hours <laughs> and then ended up she did um drove me to to the place to meet up place and I missed them so I didn't go no. like I ended up just kept coming back home I, I like I didn't go and that was one of the regrets because they all came back and they were like this is so fun like it was like this this happened and I was like I wish I would, like, Oh, no. Just How old were you? Elementary. Oh. <laughs> I should have gone. Oh, I hate that. Regrets are the worst. It's stupid, but it's always, like... It's in the back like, of your mind. <laughs> it's always, like, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the last question is, what brings out your most creative self? Once you take care of yourself and make sure that you are taken care of, you're kind of open to being able to be inspired by the world around you because you don't have to worry about yourself because you've taken care right. of yourself. Exactly. That is so powerful. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Oh, <laughs> ooh, mic drop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, where can people find you? Do you have anything to plug? Now's the time. Um, on the screen, you can see, um, for those watching, um, I have our Instagrams down there, but you can say it out loud for the listeners of the show. Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram at E Rose. So it's literally an extra E in front of a rose. <laughs> e Rose underscore Mulan, M U L A N underscore Lu, L U. Perfect. Awesome. And do they have any website or anything else they can check out? I am building the website, but if you would like to check out my film stuff, I have uh, linked it on in my personal bio for my film and photography page. It's called Mulan Film Photography. And I am trying to set up a YouTube channel for each so a personal one and a film one but that's going to be in the future so you guys oh i'm so excited for that because (laughs) i can just imagine all the like aesthetic baking videos and like (laughs) cool things that you're going to make plus all the dance and just like amazing like like i don't even know how to describe like documenting the world i feel like you're just so great at capturing the world even just like regular things in such an artistic and beautiful way and then creating like a beautiful time capsule of a moment in your art so i love that so everyone definitely go check all of that out i'll put links in the show notes so that everyone can see and in the description um and then 
my stuff, you can follow me at Essentially Haley for kind of DIY crafting stuff. Um, and then yes. you can also follow Haley Grove for my dance and just personal life. Um, those are both on Instagram. And then if you're watching on YouTube, I would love if you would subscribe, comment on the video, like the video, share it with your mom and your dad and your grandma. <laughs> share it with the world um that is essentially Haley. if you're listening on the podcast um and if you are not listening on the podcast you're watching this video definitely check out the podcast version of this show called dancers doing stuff you can find it on apple spotify basically anywhere where you get podcasts um there is a dancers doing stuff episode every friday and then I also have a mini episode on Sunday where there's a creative challenge for the week. Um, and starting next week, I'm gonna be going through the book, The Artist's Way. It's a 12 week kind of course that you go through with the book and it's all about unlocking your own creativity and like finding any creative blocks you might have. Um, there's like different activities that you do in, in the book. And so I'm gonna be starting that. So if anyone out there would like to do it with me and start it with me, I think we'll be really fun and we can like hold each other accountable and like really <laughs> work on our creativity and work on our craft um and so yeah you can listen to that i'm going to be talking about that in the mini episodes on sunday and the last thing there's a facebook group for dancers doing stuff where you can post if you decide to try and make some coasters i'd hey, love to dude. see that i can post the pictures of our final versions over there definitely check it out. I want it to be a community space where we can kind of create for fun and, you know, have the freedom to create and not have to be creating so that we are creating a perfect product and just kind of be able to share the process and play and have fun and not make everything always about being perfect and branding yourself and doing things for the industry. Like, I think it's so important that we create and play on our own and figure out who we are as people so that we can be fully present in our art and our creative dance journeys. So that yeah. was my TED talk and yeah. <laughs> boom, that was it. <laughs> so, so thank you so, so much for being here. This is like one of my favorite so interviews much. so far. So I'm excited to rewatch it and we will see you guys actually on Sunday. I have another episode on this Sunday. But, um, space yeah, space. that's it. Yeah. Watch this space or whatever <laughs> they say. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. Bye. Bye. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.